Welcome to the Bourbon Library, hosted by the Bayless Brothers. A spirited conversation always served neat as barrel proof of our family bond. Grab a glass. The episode starts now. What would be the best whiskey to take to a Halloween event, a party? Because I feel like there, like we read, there was an article about the best whiskeys for a wedding, which that list I was reading and I I pretty much disagree with all the whiskeys they're talking about. But I guess it depends on the scenario if you're serving it to a bunch of people or if you're serving it to a small group of like the wedding party or something. Because it'd be impossible to give everyone well their twelve year, but well, uh, yeah, no, a Halloween of, events like kind of it's fun, you know, yeah. it's lighthearted, it's seasonal. There's some, you know, what would you take? Mm. What would you take? I would think you, I, I would. Are do, you uh, are people strangers? Is this like a party and the first time they're strangers? Is this a group of people? that you know you're intimate with and 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 that i mean i think that makes a difference right oh totally i yeah because if you don't know them then i'm bringing something uh if i left there or got all consumed by everybody it would like that people don't care they're mixing it with a bunch of stuff then i'll just right. take something you know cheap and easy that's still good but uh, actually maybe it's the same well, what would you take that's still good because I, I i already i know what i would do and i have a theory what would you take that it was still good I guess there's more logistics to think about, but old granddad 114 is just like su- such a good fall whiskey. The only thing is like with newcomers or people that don't know what they're drinking, like 114 might <laughs> sneak up on them if they're drinking it too quick. So bring bring a bottle of old granddad bonded and a yep. bottle of 114. Right. Or maybe, yeah, maybe here's for the, Here's a lower proof, and here's, I don't know, 100 sneak up on you, too, if you're not used to it. I guess I'd bring a bottle of, no, that's 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 Tennessee whiskey. But you're going to a group. Like, if I was going to a group where I maybe knew a few, you know, a few people, and they had a big party, you're right. There might be some people bringing it, look at it, go, oh, I'm going to mix this with something, and you don't really mind, but you want to, like, the guys who know, you want to kind of get. Give one, get one bottle for and, them. and. Well, give them a week, though, you know, impress them, right, with something that they'll look at and they'll say, well, that's not really easy to get all the time in that. And, oh, yeah, this is a good one. And what I would do, if it's still accessible, is like for that scenario, I'm bringing the very old Barton 100 proof. Nice. And I'm bringing and or I'm bringing the JTS Brown, right? Yep. Bottle and bond, right? There you go. Right? Because both of them. Anybody who knows or if there's a bourbon guy who tastes it and goes like, oh, this is really good. You know, this is good. Straight, right? And then you don't care because at that price point, if someone's, you know, mixing it and stuff like that. Yep. You don't care. Yeah, JTS Brown's kind of the best choice of like it's low price, low risk, and it's going to be good even if there's a whiskey person there. Yeah, you just take, yes, exactly, exactly. The, the advantage of taking 114 or bottled in bond um, old granddad is that if they, if it turns out that they like it, it's a bottle they can go get. 
Yeah. For the, the most part, that's the two that you mentioned, Timmy, they're going to have to go to Indiana or Kentucky to find, right? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, JTS Brown, I can't find. I'm, I think I'm actually yet to have it. Yeah, yeah then, you then have well, it my house. Certainly you've had it at my house. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Oh, yeah, Craig, to your point, yeah, you're right. If, you know, broad spe- broader spectrum, right, with availability. Those- I'm saying I'm saying both of those are good choices, right? Old granddad, old Barton, yeah. and no, that's and what I'm saying. Yes, they're all good choices. I'm just saying one of the benefits of the old granddad, right, would be to present right. something they could go buy. Right, widely available. You now, I guess to your point, Tim, you have to kind of define what the event really is because right. if it's a bunch of people that are just kind of fringe whiskey drinkers, they do it every once in a while, just because, then. Uh, introducing them to something that they can go get is cool. But if they are semi-seasoned and bringing very old Barton and JTS Brown kind of shows uh, to your point, right? Yeah. That you kind of know your bourbon. Yeah. What, what would you bring, Devin, to a Halloween party? Uh, Maker's Mark. Oh, yeah, that's a good choice. Like it's like got the blood on it. There you it's go. It's not overly expensive. You can mix it with anything and it's smooth as hell. Excellent a good, choice. A good introductory bourbon. It was I, the first thing. I was maybe not the first thing, but first or second bourbon that we did old fashions with before we ever wow. uh, yep, got into cool. drinking bourbon straight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was one of the first like quality. It's sort of like. I don't know how long, though they've been around for a minute, but. um, Well, you could get fancy too, right? You could bring Makers 101 or Makers 46. Or, I mean, if you, yeah, depending on the, if it's a small group of, with, say, it's a, say it's a whiskey Halloween party, just with a bunch of a whiskey lot of people. people. though, even as, as popular as bourbon is, well, my age, a lot of people might take the, take a try, but uh, I'd say a lot of people don't care for whiskey, period. Well, I don't like them. Well, I don't know if, if that's a a statement of fact when you say a lot of people. There's a that's a Pew study. Yeah. No. No, I don't know. Because right now bourbon is like exploding. It has been. It keeps going up. Yeah. 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 It's so. it. It's definitely. I get a lot more. Yeah, I'll try than I used to. Hmm. I mean, I had a lot before where they're like, oh, I, don't, I don't drink whiskey. Eat whiskey. But yeah. It's like so saying I don't drink water. the kind water. that you like or dislike. Yeah, a lot of people are probably haven't uh, – they had bad experiences in college with, like, Jack Daniels or something. They drank too much of it. <laughs> they're like, it's yeah, like, I don't like whiskey. I had Crown Royal one time and puked. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> well, I had Canadian Mist. And I puked. I puked on that big time. The mom. <laughs> you remember that, Tim? Yeah, I don't know anything. <laughs> I, I don't recall. I'm sworn to secrecy. Her mom's house. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, we first started drinking whiskey, and I got Canadian mist, and I and I puked all in a cup. Ew. Well, I wasn't enjoying my Knob Freak 12 years. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> well, what do you guys think about uh, Widow Jane dropping uh, almost nearly 20 years? It's not 20, but it's nearly 20 years. It's kind of a range between 14 and 19 oh. years, and they're, they're blends. It sounds definitely worth uh, trying. Two, I don't I think, think I've ever had any Widow Jane. I think oh, it would be like nice if, if somebody went to the distillery. I don't know. It's in like um, somewhere oh, in New York, right? It's in New York. Yeah. I could go there. <laughs> uh, people, uh, matter of fact, I think it's in Brooklyn. If I, yeah. if I recall. Did you did you read that story? The um, the parent company. Oh yeah, so the parent company was bought by Heaven Hill, the parent company of Widow Jane. Yeah, what was the name of that parent company? It was like S and S or something. Yeah, right? yep. Stearns and Foster. <laughs> no, I don't think it's Stearns and Foster. <laughs> uh, something in Sayer, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can find out for you. And they got bought by Heaven Hill. So, if, but, and the story said, even though that happened, the sourced whiskey came from Indiana and Tennessee. So now you're back to... Dickel and MGP, right? Yep. Yep. It makes sense too, because that's it, for it to be that old, it would have to be. That would yeah, it would have to for them to well, own that. Well, I guess they could buy it from anywhere. If Heaven Hill is now the owner of the company, though, they could they buy some, some 19, 14 and 19 year old stuff to oh definitely. Yeah, yeah. it's called uh Samson and Surrey was their parent company that, that yeah, got purchased yeah. by Heaven Hill. How do you think it will change? Their company, well, like, I guess a good comparison would be how did Lux Row change after it got purchased by uh, what was known formerly as MGP, but something else now. I don't yeah, think so it really changed. Uh, Ross and Squibb. Ross right? and Squibb. Or Squibb and Ross. It, it all depends on what the goal was for buying it. Right? right. So if, was it to get another label that they could expand their market? Or was it so that they could have a a small craft distillery to kind of experiment with. Yeah. And let them continue to uh, make the stuff they're making. It all, it all depends on what their, their financial model is for why they would have bought it in the first place. Well, I'll uh, say, I know two things. Uh, Widow Jane has, has grown in popularity. Um, although I know initially, and I don't know for sure if they've switched over, but it was just sourced whiskey. But I think when they bought Widow Jane, or when they bought the parent company that bought that owns Widow Jane, they are buying Lisa Wicker, who is the master blender, chief blender, and mm -hmm. she's uh, pretty talented, I think. So, like in well, the way they that, bought, they got that, that could, with it. Yeah, that could be the end goal as well, right? Don't even care about the the Widow Jane label as much as getting that that person on your team. Yeah, and then you know, obviously, uh, from a business perspective swallowing up more competition going to someone else is always well what'll be interesting is if they did buy it to get her right if they let her continue to have the autonomy that she has now and continue the label and continue well, the label it, it could be the label or not right but are they gonna do like old forester did and give her the flexibility to yeah, you know, make her own decisions and make her own mixes and blends and labels and whatever. Or are they going to incorporate corporate 
restrictions into the mix. How about this? She comes with the label, right? She gets the freedom autonomy, like you said, to maintain that label, but then they use her talents in other aspects. No, absolutely. Right. right? Yeah. Like, like looking at it like that. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think that makes great business sense to do that. Because we and, get that actually, that actually expands her horizon, right. To let her yeah. do a lot of stuff with, available juice that she doesn't have right now right and that would be wouldn't that be more fulfilling if you were her right that yeah would be an opportunity that you would well you yeah, know, that, yeah. I, that would be great for her it's just a, again it all depends on what the end goal was for buying it in the first place right uh, yeah. something i was seeing that was interesting um we did an episode ryan and i did an episode about it uh a lot of there was a lot of movement with master distillers like Jackie Zykan, I think is her last name from mm-hmm. old Forester. She went and started her own label with uh, some friends of hers, uh, hidden barn. And then uh, two people or one person left maker's mark and another person left another company or something like that. And they're uh, the, the Brown Foreman guy. He left. So yeah, it's like someone from makers and someone from Brown Foreman and they're starting their own new brand together. I mean, so you we're see talking people about moving up and down. You're talking about the master distiller for Jack Daniels. Right. Holy crap. Well, they probably have more than one. Well, they have distillers, but a master. No, he was he was like the head dude. Yeah, but you're making the same stuff over and over again. Actually, I will I have to give credit to Jack. They are like expanding into what I would say like premium whiskey really yeah. quickly, which obviously yeah. doesn't happen overnight. And you know that they've been thinking about that for a while, especially the big giant corporate brand like that. Sure. They've probably thought a bit about this last five, six, seven years of like, okay, we're switching into like we're doing the single barrels, we're doing a rye whiskey. Like right. we just they saw have, an article the other day. Capacity. Bonded single barrel, right? Well, yeah, cool and they're doing them. it with their brand because they've been doing it with their other labels for a while, like Baker's oh, Brown Foreman. Right. Well, yeah, Sazerac, right? Sazerac. I hate to bring Sazerac in, into the conversation, Love but they, they seem to be the masters of that. 1792, right? They have the series of all the different things from foolproof 12 year, you know, small batch, single barrel, and that benchmark. Buffalo Trace did that with the Benchmark brand, right? And that's Sazerac, isn't it? Oh, it's Buffalo Trace. Yeah, if any, it's Buffalo Trace. Sazerac owns all of the. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so right, right. So there you go. They, I mean, I think that there's a trend, but you got to be. I think you got to be the big boys to do that, right? Absolutely. Old Forester able to do the their whiskey row series, right? That, that was plus, that was the, the other stuff. That was the that lady. Label. That lady blender that went on her own. That was her that did that whiskey roll series. That's right. Yeah, Jackie. Jackie's yeah. I can. I'm gonna call her last name because I don't know how to say it right. Yeah. So I mean that yeah, she was their uh uh master taste or head taster or something like that. Uh Jackie was. Yeah, and master really the blender. face of the face of the brand i know i think it was like master taster taster blender no i think you're right that was official title but i mean she yeah master taster gained gained notoriety from from tasting and blending right from yeah i mean you got to taste the blend (laughs) yeah so it's kind of like i guess whatever the name they want to call it well you guys you guys excited you're what uh, nine days away 
nine days away. Do you have two or actually, actually we're leaving in eight days. What tips? Oh, cause you're leaving early to go down the day before the, what, um, what do you, what, tricks are you gonna bring to this trip that you've learned over the past few trips no no tricks just uh gonna try to hit some of the big name distilleries that we haven't been to yet down there yeah Yeah, but i mean what are the what are like tips for someone who's never gone to bourbon the bourbon trail like have you booked tours ahead of time have you like done any of that stuff well so I don't want to beat up an old drum, but I tried early on, I, I tried early on to get everybody on the same page so we could book some, excuse me, some tours. In. Yep, Alec, you stepped into that. I couldn't save you on that one. But and, yeah, you, uh, you, you need to book ahead of time. Is you do. You like, do. Especially with the popular ones, right? Yeah. And that? We, we lost out on the one that I really wanted to do, we lost out on was the Cooperage. Yeah. Like Brown oh, Foreman? Really cool. There's a, a Cooperage, Kentucky Cooperage is down by Maker's Mark. And uh, they do tours during the week, not on weekends. And uh, there was six spots available when I first looked for that Friday. Ah. And by the time we uh, got everybody on the same page and started um, talking about the exact dates, the, the tours were gone. It's that packed huh yeah they're booked months in advance some of them are that's crazy so but it's horse's ass so maybe one tip would be or one trick would be you needed to figure out for some of those uh, distilleries and they have the stores in that Uh, some of them release special bottles at different times right and usually it's first thing in the morning when it opens and that so, you know, maybe he, it, do a little research of, you know, what would one of those special bottles be that you would want to get? And then, like, if it's at Buffalo Trace, then make Buffalo Trace that stop. Or if it's Heaven Hill, make Heaven Hill that stop. That first stop in the morning. Yeah. Drink lots yeah, of water, bring go. Tums. The, the other thing is, yes, hydrate, yeah. hydrate, hydrate. Drink lots of water in that. Eat your veggies. I will be drinking. I'll be drinking water with the ice cube that's in the class. Well, if you guys see any uh, pappy down there, it might be available. Um, yeah, yeah. They, it, it was. Uh, they just, made more this year. <laughs> yes, yes, they did. So, so more would be available. But I also remember talking about uh, a lot of it probably is going to those lotteries and that and that. Yeah. You know, maybe uh, I think I read an article where they were saying that, you know, your best chance, the average Joe's best chance is really to participate in one of those lotteries, fundraisers, that yep. sort of thing. Speaking of that, Timmy, when what time of year, when do they do the Wise Guys one? Early December? Mid-December? Yeah. 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 Usually it's before, usually it's before Christmas yeah. that, that, they, that they do it. Yeah, I wonder if Smitty's will do his again because he was always early December as well. Yeah. They only do one a year? Yeah, so he accumulates all of his fancy bottles all year long, which is easier for him to do because he gets a bunch of them in the fall anyway. Yeah. But he accumulates them 
and then does the the raffle early December because then he's got happy bottles available and a bunch of Blanton's bottles and, and are those at retail 12 year and he sells them at retail. Really? Yeah. So your raffle, you have to buy raffle tickets, right? Oh, and so you have the, yeah, that's, so he makes the money that way. If your name gets picked. Yeah. And he, the raffle is all for uh West Grand Rapids, West side community group. So it's for a local charity, so to speak. So how many how many people are buying tickets and how many bottles are there? Uh, they had um, oh what did they say they, they sell the tickets for five bucks a piece and they sold over two thousand tickets the last year that I went. But two thousand tickets is uh, you know the average person is buying somewhere between five and ten tickets, so you know, it's oh. only a couple, it's only a couple hundred people. And how many bottles would you say there are? Uh, probably a hundred. Okay. So half the people aren't getting anything. Yeah. Well, and the other problem is that you can buy multiple tickets. So um, people get every time there's people that get picked multiple times. Oh, that's lame. Yeah. It kind of sucks, but it is. Oh, what's, what's nice about the wise guys Alec is they give everybody who wants to participate as you come in, you get one ticket. You get one ticket. It doesn't when you cost walk in. you anything. All right. That's you, nice. You get one ticket. You you get called. You get to come up and pick your bottle or, or bottles. They they did an A side and a B side, right? And I think it's because he had a lot of stock because of um, the pandemic, right? I wouldn't count on that uh, because I've been there before where it's just one bottle. Right. Yeah. So, but anyway, there, there's a, you know, you got one, one shot, they call your number, you come up, you pick whatever it is. Most of it is, um, it's marked up a little bit higher than that's MMRP. fine. Um, but it's, 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 it reasonable. was still really reasonable. We both got a bottle of Elmer for 44 or 69 or something like yeah, that. Yeah. For under 50 bucks. Oh, yeah. God bless it. Yep. Yeah. Thanks for listening to our show. If you like what you heard, kindly take the time to rate and review our show wherever you're listening. It will help us grow and make more episodes. Remember to follow us on Spotify and tell your friends about the Bourbon Library. Do you have a bourbon you think we should try? Let us know and we might just feature it on a future episode. And we'll be sure to give you a shout out. If you're listening from Spotify, Anchor, or Apple Podcasts, turn on those notifications so you know when we drop a new episode. All right, bourbon lovers. Until next time. To drink is to live.